Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the ladies of Spark by Interest. All right. Diana is going to kick us off. Are you laughing, Jesse? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> Deborah is hysterical. <laughs> Jesse, you never swear. And I just bring so much joy to my life. <laughs> Diana, that was so funny. Because <laughs> we're going to start season two. Ba-da-da-da-dum. Ba-dum. Bum bum ba da 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 dum ba dum ding bum bum ba da 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 dum ba dum Does anybody else sing the theme song? No, I think it's just you. But we're gonna humor you for this part. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think it's good. I like it. Jesse, you put that together. Yeah, I, I did bored. that after after you rejected Nathan's version. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Did we reject Nathan's yes, version? Yes, we totally did. And then Jesse was like, "Let me put something together." Oh my gosh, I thought that was Nathan's version. Mm-mm, no, Jesse that was me. It. I composed that. That wonderful piece Good of complex you. music. <laughs> <laughs> I like. See, it. You really are the jack of all. You're the Jane of all trades, as we always end up mentioning on here. If you are just tuning in, we have the Jane of all trades, Jesse. I'm Deborah. I'm Diana, and together we are the podcast Spark My Interest where we gather articles and stories to share with you. And then we vote on them at the end to see who sparked the most interest. That's true. That's us in a nutshell. Yeah, and then two of us end up leaving dejected at the end. Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah. I just don't want you to feel that way as of this past weekend, though, Jesse, because as you know, yesterday was Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Yes. Were you celebrated and rejoiced? <laughs> celebrated? I mean, I was treated like a mother, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, you she's always got hear... little kids. Yeah, yeah I mean, very true. They're little. They, they're they definitely buying... appreciate me. It's hilarious to watch. Like when Nathan's watching them and I'm getting something done around the house, like I'll disappear for a while and I'll come in. They'll be like, mom. And if I have to disappear again, they'll be like, no, mom, where are you going? <laughs> and Nathan's like, thanks. <laughs> where are you going? You know, I think back on like when I was younger and I'm like, my poor dad you know, he would do whatever he could for all of us. And we were like, meh, mildly amused. My mom would leave, they can go to the bathroom. We'd be hysterical and she'd come back. We were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like, she really just had to enter a room. And we're still like that when we're all together at Christmas and whatnot. I mean, we, the four of us, there's my, Diana and I, we have two older sisters. We just follow her around. We're like, where is she going now? Where is she going now? <laughs> well, what did mom say? Well, I don't know. Let's check with mom. You know, like <laughs> it's like we forget that we are all fo- like fully functioning adults. Yeah. And then we're around here. We're like, what does she do? What does she think? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that, too. Then where's mom sitting? Yeah, I'm going to go sit over there, too. Mm-hmm. It's funny. My mom is like she's she's not super um, 
into having kids in general. I mean, don't get me wrong. She loved her own children. But I guess my point is like she likes her quiet time. And we Mm -hmm. knew like when to leave her alone. You know what I mean? Because she's an only child. So like Mm -hmm. when mom went to like organize her shoes downstairs, you had to leave her alone. That was for like getting away from the crazy screaming children. And I uh, have to go organize my shoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And but she is she's the hub of our family. She's the only one who knows what's going on with everyone. You know, Mm -hmm. in our scenarios, it sounds like we were all very much so into our moms. So happy Mother's Day to anybody who is celebrating. Thank you so much. I hope it was a glorious Mother's Day weekend for you. And happy Mother's Day to my mom. Yeah. And my mom, too. And and same with my mom. <laughs> like, wait, my mom gets Scrooged. Your mom gets two and Jesse's gets one. <laughs> happy Mother's Day on this. Um, before we get started, I wanted to just point out to you guys, Jeff and I have been uh, entertaining ourselves with, you know, random movies and whatnot. But uh, the other day we were watching ESPN and I think it's from the movie Dodgeball where they had they had like this fake ESPN, which is called like ESPN Ocho. And they have like ra- random sports <laughs> that you wouldn't normally see on ESPN. Okay. And because we're living in a world right now with no sports, Jeff and I legitimately watched for about 30 minutes over the weekend the 51st annual stone skipping competition. <laughs> Ooh. Actually, that might be kind of interesting. It was so interesting. I love it when and David skips so stones. ridiculous at the same time. Do you know what? Do you guys know what the record stone skipper is? Mm. Like how many skips? How many? Well, hang on, hang on. I want to guess. I want to guess. I'm gonna um, guess like sixteen. I feel like the record's got to be like in the twenties. You know, like you got twenty four skips. It's eighty eight. What? How do you even count yeah. all of those? It's weird. You see like the judges when we were watching it and there would be ones where I'd be like, that was four. And they'd be like, it's 16. And it's because at the very end, you see like a like these little splashes of water that they like a slow-mo camera. I mean, it was slowed down, but not like significantly. And you know what? We didn't watch till the end, but did they have like a really good announcer. Yes, they had these announcers that were like really into it. I mean, they were kind of like making fun of it. And honestly, I mean, it's like a it's a group, but people flew in to do this. So it obviously wasn't live. They were airing. I think it was last Fourth of July's tournament. And uh, I found myself entertained. So if you guys need I'm something entertained. to watch. 88 times. Go to your. Yeah, I go like to, going to the lake like with David. He'll skip a stone. And I think he's impressive. He'll get like. Five or six skips. Oh, at one point I turned to Jeff. I'm like, you should fly out and do this. It's in Michigan. Not if they're doing 88. There's no way Jeff would get eight. Oh, I guess. Who These knows? Guys, we're just who knows? throwing stones. Maybe like we only do. see six, but there's yeah. actually yeah. a bunch at the end. My dad yeah. was pretty but good at that when I was growing up because we would go camping really? and he'd, he'd show me how to do it. Put I him in the, the 50 second. Put him in the 50 second. Although 50 second is probably this July 4th and I don't know. I've like gotten like, I don't know, like five or six on my best throws. Well, cool. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Anybody have anything crazy happen in the week? Just a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And I don't want to complain because I'm grateful to be having a job. Mm -hmm. Um, That is for sure. But it was a busy week. It was a strenuous week. I had some presentations to make. Um, Yeah, it was just a lot going on. And I'm kind of done, as I say, into Zoom. But I'm kind of done with the whole video conferencing thing. I have never had this many Zoom calls in my life. Um, 
even when I was working from home, I work from home naturally two days a week. And yet on those days, I never once called anybody like, hey, you want to have a video chat? <laughs> like we just used the old fashioned phone. And now people are like, why did you call me? Why didn't you use, we use something called Teams. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't want my fucking mug in front of everybody again. <laughs> like, is that, is that reason I think enough? that it's going to, we're going to change with people being more face-to-face. Like once everyone's still at work, it'll be like, well, let's do a Zoom call. Like with the people who are offsite or whatever. Yeah. I think it's going to change to more of that. I, I don't know. I think, I think it will revert back because- you do? I yeah. do too. I think everybody will just be like, oh, we have access to each other now. Now we don't need to see each other. Because like, as soon as you have access to someone is anytime you want, you don't bother. You just call. No, no. I think it's or because text. we have the technology and we all know how to use it now. I'd be interested to see how many places stay remote working. You know? Because you know, they I'm find hoping some do. I'm, I'm looking at all the effects that are taking place in the environment. I'm like, I don't want to lose that. Let's not lose focus of that. Yeah. Nathan, he he's been having some issues with um, his knees bothering him from running so much because, you know, the gyms are closed and everything. And so we decided to get an exercise bike, but nobody's shipping them because they're all either out of stock or they're right. You know, so we, we finally went on Craigslist and s- to see if we could find a used one. And we found one, but it was in Corona, California. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate, right? They're, that poor town is like, great. No one's ever going to come and visit us. <laughs> but we found a good deal on one and we and I, I drove the hour and a half there to get it. And uh, there was no traffic at 430 in the afternoon. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, this could be amazing if we could keep it like this. And uh, it worked out great. For nice. sure. And the lady I, I got it from, actually, she uh, was a... Um, critical care nurse we both showed up with masks and gloves and stuff but uh she was a critical care nurse and worked around coronavirus patients all the time and i was kind of asking her about that and she's like it's it's weird because the nurses are starting to get used to it i mean some of them are having anxiety issues but it's like it's becoming the new normal for them to see these this constant influx of these coronavirus patients yeah it's not something that i uh it's not a scenario that I am envious of them that they're having to live it, but I am grateful beyond belief that they are. Man, I feel like I can't really hear myself very well. Yeah. Last time I did notice that you were a little bit quieter because you were further from the mic. Okay. It's just the chair that I have, I think. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) That uh, groin slash loin. loin. Whatever the fuck it is. is Is it a loin? I, I don't know what the hell it is. And, and all I know is I couldn't put my own socks on today. That's a, that's what I know. Well, too much one sock. On. I could put one sock on. Okay. So um, what do you guys got? I've got a fun story. Uh, all right. I like fun and I like, I like stories. I do. Me too. Okay. So this is from, it's another science one. So this is from Science News and it's by Susan Milius. And okay. it's about, I'm just going to summarize it because it's kind of long. It's why animals like elephants and armadillos might get drunk easily. So apparently there are animals in the animal kingdom that are more likely to get tipsy easier than other animals. And uh, elephants and uh, armadillos are two of those. And the reason is because of this ADH7 gene. And depending on how functioning it is, it depends on how well you can handle alcohol and ethanol. It says, looking at genetic information available on 79 mammal species, researchers found that ADH7 has lost its function in 10 separate spots on the animal family tree. These ethanol-susceptible twigs sprout quite different animals. Elephants, armadillos, rhinos, dagoos, beavers, and cattle. 
And so I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but certain animals will eat this um, old aged fruit that started to ferment and it becomes oh, yeah. alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll get tipsy. And these people are like, there's no way an elephant will get drunk from eating that little amount of alcohol. Yeah, but it's because so they're actually not able to process it the same way. So they do get That's drunk and they actually crazy. figured it out because there was this whole thing of like, it's a hoax. It's not real. They're, they're not really drunk. It's just something else. But it's actually their genes. They are drunk. Mm-hmm. Now, OK, so they can get drunk. Do they experience hangovers then like we do? <laughs> I mean, I mean the article curious. didn't go into that. It's a valid question. Yeah, because it's technically we get hangovers because we're dehydrated. We've depleted ourselves of what we actually Yeah, I imagine it's the same problem. It's just a matter of... Even though they don't have a ton of it in their system. That's that's what I was going to say. I think it's probably more to do with how much their body's processing versus how much it affects their thought process. Oh my gosh. If I were at the zoo, like if I was one of those people that like give tours or whatever, I would just... Any cranky animal, I'd want to be like, well, and he's a little cranky because he took it a little too hard on the uh, fermented fruit last night. So... (laughs) He's hung over. I could totally see you as like a zoo, you know, like tour guide with like the little like fatigues on the little brown like shorts. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> My name's Deborah, and I'm going to take you on a tour. Oh, oh goodness. Well, that's interesting. So they can get drunk and there's certain animals that are more apt to do so due to a what is it called again? The ADH7 gene. Now, is that a gene that you can find in people? Oh, that was my question, yeah. Because my question with that is, there are people with such low tolerances. Yeah. Do they have that? That aren't like, you know, a two pound person. So it says here that in contrast, humans and non-human African primates have the reverse situation, a mutation that renders their ADH7 some 40 times more efficient at dismantling ethanol than a typical mammalian version. Interesting. So we do have the so gene. We have it, but normally it's- our gene it is shaped in a way that makes us really good at handling alcohol. But some better, some than better others. than others. Yeah, sure. I wonder if they don't handle if their gene isn't as good as others. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's like um, like certain Asian populations. I know they they get really red because of how they process alcohol. Have you heard about that, my okay. friend? Yeah. In college, she's like, "Watch this. I'm going to get really red. <laughs> you drink something." Interesting. Yeah. That's crazy, and that is very interesting. Good, good find. Yeah, good that find. Is a good find. Learning about drunk animals. Waiba, I have a story that I found, and I thought it was interesting. All right, this is from allthatsinteresting.com. It was published in April of 2018, and then updated again in October of the same year. And it was written by Kara Goldfarb. So this is something that I had heard about in the past. And uh, I was like, I just kind of want to know a little bit more about it. And it's just, it's intriguing. So this is a a story that is sometimes referred to as the Cinder Woman case. It's a story of a woman named Mary Reeser. She's from St. Petersburg, Florida. And this took place in July, July 2nd of 1951. Ooh. So she basically, she had had her son over. She'd had a friend over. Everything was fine in her apartment. They left earlier in the day. And the next day on July 3rd, her landlady had a telegram arrive for her. And so they thought she was like, I'm going to deliver this thing. So when the the landlady, her name was um, Pansy Carpenter. And when she dropped off this telegram, nobody, she was knocking on her door. Nobody would answer. So she was the landlady. So she was like, well, maybe I'll open the door. And she touched the doorknob. It was like, 
really hot. And she was like, oh my gosh, something's going on in there. So she called the police. She was like, I don't know what's going on here. And I'm a little nervous about it because it, the door handle is so hot, it like burned her hand. So the police get there. It's cooler, but it's still warm. Mm-hmm. They go into the the apartment. Turns out Kevin McAllister had been there. <laughs> he was there and he <laughs> rigged it. Um, no, so she was a 67-year-old woman and she had been sitting at her kitchen table and the chair that she had been sitting on was gone and everything about her was basically incinerated except for her one of her legs. So it was her foot and her calf. It was there. But everything else was ash. Electrocution? She was just sitting there in ashes. Yeah. So they walked around because they were like, what the hell happened here? Something's going on. They thought the apartment was warm. It was it was actually considered very warm when they walked in. But everything was really intact. It didn't look like anything had really burned outside of the chair and her her body. So wait, the rest of the house was just humid, yeah. but just the chair and the woman were incinerated. Yeah, there were a few plastic household objects near where she had been sitting that obviously had like softened okay. and lost their shape a little bit, but they were still there. Like it, it was- Yeah, they started to melt her. Yeah. Did, are you going to talk about something that I have dreaded like since I found yeah, out? For sure. Great. Yeah. So basically in order to like heat a human body- to the point of burning like that, you would need to be over 3,000 degrees for a span of three to four hours. Oh my God. So if that were the case, the whole building would have been up in flames. So they can't figure it out. They're like, what happened to this woman? Um, Because she basically was cremated sitting down in her chair, except for one of her legs. So due to the mysterious circumstances of the case, it's been suspected that Reeser was a victim of spontaneous human combustion. I know. And I've been, my mom mentioned it one time when we were really little and Diana and I were like, what, 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 what? And then I, (laughs) this is something you can get. I thought I was going to spontaneous combust for years after that. Yeah. So uh, obviously if you don't know what that is, it's when a person can burst into flames from a chemical reaction in their body without like any um, external heat source. Without any help. What would cause that? So there's been accounts. Yeah, there's been accounts of this alleged human combustion since 1663, but not all scientists are obviously convinced. So it's never been like proven. It's just something that people have a theory about, which I didn't realize. And I think it's like, I've heard about it. I heard about it when I was little and it freaked me out so much that anytime that I would hear about it, I was like, eh, I'm just nervous and I don't want to know. Because mm-hmm. you kind of working up to that. You'd be like, God, it's hot in here. Oh, <laughs> and just, woof. So the chief detective on this case was named Chief Burgess. And he said that the fire was just a really curious thing. Uh, Burgess and his team sent boxes of material from the apartment to the FBI lab in Washington, D.C. for chemical analysis. Some of the materials included a portion of the rug that she had been on that really, it only frayed. It didn't burn. Rubble from the walls, um, segments from the chair that she was sitting on, and then obviously just parts of her ashes. The public was obviously enamored with this case just because it's like, what the hell happened here? They put out a statement. The detective team put out a statement that just said it was an accidental death by fire of an unknown origin. And the reason they did that was just because they're like, we're not putting, we're not making this a cold case. We just need to put something out so you can actually have a burial. 
um, which I was like, well, that's pretty nice. Um, the FBI determined that Reeser's death wasn't the result of hu- uh, spontaneous human combustion. However, the actual cause still remains a mystery. What they do believe is that her own body fat provided the fuel for a fire that consumed her after possibly lighting a cigarette and falling asleep at the table. I don't yeah. know how that's possible, but maybe if um, she was like an alcoholic and she had a really high like alcohol blood level or something. It doesn't say that she had any type of substance abuse, but it does say that she was set on fire. Once she would be set on fire, the body, she was a little bit more of a, like a robust woman. So the body really had its, the, all that fat was basically, I didn't realize that that's really flammable in Mm -hmm. humans. Um, So they believe that her own fatty tissues just supported that fire and just held it. Jeez. So I don't know if that is possible, but that is what they came to that conclusion on. The only Um, other things I could think of that would possibly cause that are like severe electrocution that would, you know, suddenly start that. There was nothing about the anything that was electric in her house that or a high powered laser shot from space or something, you know, like that. That's probably unlikely. And yeah, you it sounds unlikely, but who knows? I mean, did she spontaneously combust or did a cigarette actually light her on fire and just house in all the flames? Like, I don't know. All of it sounds really weird, but it just says it's been almost 70 years since she died. So was it spontaneous combustion? Given how long it's been since her death, it seems unlikely the true cause will ever be determined. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. That story was what my mom had told us when we were so young. And I don't know what made me think of it, but earlier in the week I was like, Oh, so this was the actual story and you looked it up. This is the story. Yeah. I looked it up and I was like, I'm going to talk about it because it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is fascinating. And the fact that it has been almost 70 years next year and we still don't have well, it we is our Mother's Day episode, so... Yeah, I know. Mom. This poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. So thanks, Mom, for telling me that story when I was little and haunting <laughs> haunting my dreams for years and years. And Mine now I'm too. rekindling it. No yeah. pun intended. <laughs> Ugh. Um, I've got a story that was from May 2nd of this year, and it is from the Huffington Post, written by Hillary Hansen. As the death toll from the coronavirus continues to climb and millions find themselves struggling to pay bills amid growing economic uncertainty, a new danger may be buzzing on the horizon, namely murder hornets. Oh, my God. That's okay. The New York (laughs) Times reported that the insects actually called Asian giant hornets could establish themselves in the United States after two were spotted late last year in Washington state. The creatures got the nickname murder hornets, which the Times says was coined by researchers because they're, well, kind of murdery. They're like something murdery, you know, (laughs) kind of cute. I can see see what drew Diana to the article. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like he's got like blue eyes. He's kind of (laughs) murdery, but real cute, really cute. It says the hornets are the world's largest and can grow to more than two inches long, though they aren't usually aggressive to humans unless their nests are disturbed. Their stings are venomous enough to kill someone who gets stung multiple times. According to the Times, the hornets kill up to 50 people a year in Japan and folks. Yeah. And folks on the receiving end of the sting have compared it to 
the feeling of being speared by hot metal. Oof. Ooh, what? Yeah. You guys, this is in Washington State. This is in Washington State. They're also devastating to honeybee populations, wiping out hives and partially consuming the occupants. Last November, a beekeeper in Blaine, Washington, was shocked to discover thousands of his bees with their heads ripped off. Oh, my God. The murder hornet's signature move. They ripped the heads off poor little honeybees. Yeah, they need to get rid of those things super fast. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't think they're going to. It was never confirmed that hornets were the killers, but the next month, the Washington Department of Agriculture recovered a dead giant hornet from a property near Blaine. The property owner had also spotted a live giant hornet flying around. The nearby town of Custer also had two reports of big hornets. Isn't that crazy? Like they're they're so big and different that people are that people are reporting them. them. Oh, that is creepy. They say it's it's unconfirmed but probable, but they're the reasons why all those. I almost want to look it up, but then I'm like, I don't know if I want to see it. Um, here's a picture. It's a big old thing. Like they showed it. It's like that big. Mm -hmm. Yucky. Nope. 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 That's awful. So and then it says a few months before the Washington sightings, officials over the border in British Columbia had found and destroyed an Asian hornet's nest. The hornet's native range is in eastern and southeast Asia, and it's not clear how they may have gotten to here. It's not clear. The scientists fear the hornets may be a major menace to the northwest bee population causing enormous problems for agricultural and local ecosystems. Oh my god. Last month, Washington state officials set up dozens of traps meant to capture any giant hornet queens that would be coming out of a long winter of dormancy underground and they said they'd be encouraging people to make homemade bottle traps. But while officials are enlisting the public's help in locating the hornets, they're also encouraging people to be cautious. State entomologist Chris Looney told the Bellington Herald that anyone who comes across the hornets should remain calm, but nevertheless keep their distance. If you encounter these, run away. My God. Terrifying. You don't have to tell me twice. I would be out of there so fast. I know there's like that huge market for like uh, weird pets and stuff, right? So maybe it started off as some sort of weird pet thing that somebody brought over secretly and got out of its cage or whatever. Not cage, but it's aquarium. Wherever you would keep a giant hornet. Anyway, that's that's mine. Murder hornets. Murderous. Always finding a way to incorporate murder. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't help it. I'm just drawn to the... Uh, I'm fascinated by true crime. Whether it's insects or people. We got some good ones. Mm-hmm. We got some good ones. We got Jesse's alcoholic animals. Mm-hmm. My spontaneous combustion. of uh, Spontaneous human old. combustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I had the killer hornets. Mm-hmm. All very interesting. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out and say it's it's the spontaneous human combustion. I didn't know that was possible. That's fascinating. You didn't? No. Oh my gosh. I mean, like it just doesn't uh, make sense. Well, you're gonna go online and research this and come back. Yeah, with please a big do research story. it. But you know, <laughs> it's never been proven. It is a theory. At but this to point. find somebody in, in those circumstances is very strange. Yeah, very strange for yeah. sure. Yes, it has been a. A story that has every once in a while just pops in my head. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to tell that story. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be in my head. I, it definitely gets my vote and I will be uh, having nightmares about yeah. it again. You're welcome. <laughs> and I'll pass it down to my children when it's time. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Happy Mother's Day. All you there mothers. You, you didn't get the gift you wanted. You know what story to tell your kids. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's right there. Uh, and Deborah, where do you vote? I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to vote for my own. I'm going to give it a clean sweep right there. Clean sweep it is. Mm-hmm. 
So if you have a story that you would like us to tell, please go ahead and reach out to us. You can reach out to us at our Gmail by writing us at sparkbyinterestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, which has been the most popular for us, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reach us at interest underscore spark. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Spark My Interest Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Um, and we'd also like to hear from you in the in the form of a rate and a review. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an Apple product, please go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Honestly, just take just one second to give us those five stars is what we're looking for. We would absolutely love if you could do that. We appreciate everybody who is continuously listening to us. I know podcasts have taken a little bit of a backseat, but I think that's coming back. We're seeing our listenership come back. So mm-hmm. it's great. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for everyone who is listening. And on that note, until next week. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get sparked. sparked.